Welcome to the Force of Habit podcast, a kick-ass space for the woman of color on her journey to becoming the most powerful version of herself. Here, we talk all things mindset, routine, and transformation. I'm your host, Chantel Taylor, nutritionist and weight loss coach. Come hang out with me, girl. Grab your headphones or blast me on your morning commute. This space is just for you. Here we grow. What's up, ladies, and welcome, welcome back to a brand new episode of Force of Habit. I hope you guys are having an incredible week so far. A little midweek action on a Wednesday. It's kind of nice. <laughs> so I hope you guys are being productive. I hope you guys are checking off your mini milestones. I hope you guys are resting if you need to rest and just having a really great week. So this week on the Potty Pod, I wanted to kind of jump right into it. No intro today. <laughs> I wanted to talk about a topic that has been coming up a lot in my community. So if you guys do not follow me on Instagram or TikTok, uh, you should. Nutrition by Chantel, hey. <laughs> but if you don't, I make a ton of recipes for my community and even more inside Cheatrition. Not only do I absolutely love to cook, I didn't always. That was a skill I developed um, in the pandemic, and I just really, really enjoy it now. <laughs> but a lot of the work I do in my community, both in Cheatrition and on socials and on this podcast, is to normalize food. So a lot of what I call weight loss food um, is actually just regular, regular food. And that's the point. <laughs> and so something that has been coming up a ton is, and it kind of always does, but it's it's been a lot more than usual the past few weeks, is this isn't for weight loss. This meal has fat. This meal has carbs. You should switch out pasta for chickpea pasta. You shouldn't eat this. This meal has too many calories. You can't eat this in order to lose weight. You should really eat this. But what has gotten the brunt of most of these comments and most of this mindset the last few weeks is pasta, mostly because I've been sharing a ton of fun pasta dishes recently. But pasta has been getting, you know, a tongue lashing recently. And let's be real, it always has. I had posted a reel um, last week and I basically said like bravo to whoever started the hate campaign with carbs in the 90s because honey, we haven't recovered since. We are still having this conversation in 2023. It's kind of impressive, you know what I mean? And so I've shared this before, but I personally am not a fan of pasta replacements and it's strictly for the taste. I just really dislike the texture and the taste of most of them. And trust me, I have tried them all and I continuously try them every so often just to see if I can get myself to like them because I truly believe um, picky eating is a learned behavior. So I try my best to um, be able to at least tolerate most foods. My list of things that I will not eat is a very, very short list. That list consists of beets, raisins, which are god awful, raw oysters, and pasta replacements. Most of those have to do with texture, like when things are slimy or grainy or like too gummy, it just grosses me out. <laughs> and so when I cook and create recipes, I use regular pasta. I don't use whole wheat pasta, chickpea pasta, any other gluten-free pasta, I use regular pasta. And this is what I also call weight loss non-negotiables. And they're very, 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 very important. You can absolutely lose weight without changing a thing 
about the types of food you're eating. And in the beginning, I actually recommend it. In the beginning of your weight loss, your goal should truly, truly be simply getting in tune with your body cues, learning what your true hunger and fullness feels like, creating a food plan and being able to honor it, really setting the stage to make improvements to your nutrition over time. Weight loss isn't just about weight loss. I mean, it can be if that is the only goal. And for a lot of people, it is like some people just want to lose five pounds or 10 pounds just to do it. But often with many women um, I work with and, and so many people out there in my community, it's also about feeling and being healthier mentally and physically. And so naturally changing things about your nutrition should be a priority. But here's where things get tricky. Many people associate things like pasta, things like butter, things like beef or cheese or candy or sugar as unhealthy. And so if those things are unhealthy, then they can't possibly be for weight loss because a lot of the times on weight loss journeys, it's also to get healthier. And so people think not only do I want to lose weight, but I want to get healthier. And not only can I not eat pasta if I want to lose weight, but I absolutely cannot eat pasta if I want to eat healthier. And so this is the mindset people take on. And it never occurs to people that it doesn't have to be so polar, that it doesn't have to be so black and white, that there can be this level of balance. Because here is the truth. Any food is unhealthy if it's not in moderation or if it's just on its own. So like if you only ate broccoli for the rest of your days, you'd be unhealthy, even though broccoli is considered a healthy food. It's considered a superfood. If you only ate salad greens for the rest of your life, you'd be unhealthy, even though salad greens are considered a healthy food. If you had a balanced diet, but ate 20 carrots a day, It could lead to you developing too much vitamin A in your body, which could ultimately become poisonous, even though every other part of your diet is considered healthy. And the opposite, if you had a perfectly balanced diet and ate one full cake a day, you could significantly increase your risk of diabetes, even though every other part of your diet is considered healthy. So when we talk about pasta being unhealthy, it's not. Too much pasta is unhealthy. Too much butter is unhealthy. Too much cheese is unhealthy. So then the question becomes, well, how much is too much? I think people pick numbers out of thin air or what I more so see, especially on social media, is they judge the amount they see. So like if I put two tablespoons of butter in a pan, all hell breaks loose in the comments, especially if I attach weight loss to the title of, you know, the video. People see this big glug of butter going into a hot skillet and, you know, they lose their minds, even though it makes two to three portions for my family. And technically in each serving, you're only getting about a half a tablespoon of butter or one tablespoon of butter. I personally think a more helpful question to actually ask is, where can I add variety to my day? So I've done a podcast episode on this before. I think I've done a few podcast episodes before. I'm going to take a different route, a different perspective to really hopefully make it click for a lot of you guys even more to really set it in more. You know, so I do teach this concept a lot, but essentially instead of looking at the butter on your toast and thinking, is this too much butter or putting it in a pan and thinking, is this too much butter? Instead, you could literally ask yourself at dinner when you reach for the butter, could I use olive oil this time instead? 
instead of asking if this is too much pasta, ask, can I add some more variety? Can I add some vegetables? Can I add in some quality protein so that I'm still enjoying my pasta, but it's not the star of the show. I have other elements in here that ultimately help me eat less pasta. I truly find when you look for ways to add to your day, when you're just looking for those small opportunities, you always find that it's never too much in terms of quantities that can have a negative impact on your health long-term. And as it goes for weight loss, specifically with energy, so with calories, if you have a bowl of pasta, using the same example, okay, and it's just a big bowl of pasta, and you say, okay, can I take away a little bit of this pasta and not just take it away? So this is where people get in trouble with portion control. They have a big bowl of pasta, they take away some of that pasta, and then they just eat this small portion of pasta. That's not helpful either. You're going to be hungry as shit. <laughs> but if you say, can I take away a little bit of the pasta and replace that or add to my meal, a little protein, a little non-starchy vegetables. If you make those types of decisions multiple times a day or even once a day, you naturally have an impact on the calories you're consuming. Not only do you more often than not consume less calories, but when you're eating a variety of carbs, eating a variety of fats, eating a variety of proteins, you stay fuller longer, which means less snacking, less grazing, less overeating. This is also something that comes up again with portion control, which is it's honestly just another word for not overeating. People will see a slightly smaller portion of something and almost panic, but it's usually because they're not eating all day or they're snacking or they're grazing. And then when dinner rolls around and their body is has been, you know, long ready for a real meal, they're starving. So they have this large portion. But if you are consistently eating on a schedule and honoring your hunger cue and not suppressing it because you're busy or you didn't plan or whatever it is, then naturally eating smaller portions is what happens as a byproduct. You know, I'm really big on routine, especially with my girls in nutrition, making sure that they are in some type of consistent flow is just really, really important, not just for their mental, but also their body. Your body loves structure. It craves consistency. And so optimizing that is really, really, really important for cravings, for hormones, for peace. There is a reason that I don't lead with science a lot on the podcast. Every once in a while, I love to do a podcast episode diving all into, you know, a specific nutrition topic, but I truly find that it's not helpful. Not that the education is not helpful, not that it's bad to know more things about the science of nutrition, but I find a lot of people get, there is this term that I heard and it sums it up perfectly, which is like they, it's like mental masturbation to know all of these fun facts about nutrition and the science behind nutrition. And so they think that they're making progress toward their weight loss, but they're not. They're not confronting the work or the steps or the habits that have to be built or created or done in order to make actual progress and keep the progress. And so they think just because they know all of this stuff that it translates to action when really you're just kind of, it's another way of procrastination or avoidance. It's the same reason <laughs> that random people on Instagram try to educate me about what I should and shouldn't be doing to help people lose weight as if they've helped anyone lose weight. It's like that for some reason is so funny to me. Like I 
truly find it comical. It's like sometimes I read comments and I spit out my water from laughing, you know? It's like they have, they know all this information that they've pieced together from like random TikTok, you know, videos or random Google searches or, you know, things that they've seen on Facebook. So they have this concoction of all these random, you know, <laughs> toxic mindsets when it comes to nutrition, but they've never put it into practice or helped anyone else put it into practice. So they don't even know if it actually works. And knowing things and doing things are two very, very different things, obviously. I've been a coach for, oh, like five to six years now, and I've helped thousands of women. And let me tell you, leading with the science, leading with calories, leading with macros only leads to overwhelm. It leads to, it, it takes up so much space in someone's head that they get overwhelmed with the information and it paralyzes them into inaction to where they don't do anything. And, you know, I can't speak for every woman in the world, but I can speak for my community. It's not helpful. And so instead here on the podcast and in my program specifically, I teach habits. I teach mindsets. I teach actions that are supported by the science because knowing about your metabolism is very different than knowing actions to do to actually increase your metabolism or to support it. Knowing about hormonal balance is very different from knowing habits or actions or routines to do to balance your hormones. And so when it comes to carbs specifically, the reason I do not shy away from them in recipes, and I'm very intentional about labeling pasta recipes as weight loss recipes is to number one, normalize them. The minute a food is normal to you is the nanosecond you stop craving it as much. It's the cycle of negative attention. The more negative attention you give something, the more you want it. But also the more shame and guilt you experience after having it, which feeds the self-sabotage cycle of wanting it more. So I normalize pasta and ice cream and butter and cheese along with, you know, lean chicken and lean ground beef and vegetables and fiber and whole grains because that work is so powerful in helping people not overeat it. Number two, the sustainability of your weight loss journey matters most. It does not matter how much weight you lost. It does not matter how healthy you ate for two months. If you did it and you were miserable and you were restricting food groups and you were cutting out things you love and starving, you will gain it back. And if we're going with the research, more than you originally weighed. So learning how to live with the foods you love, learning how to balance them, learning how to enjoy them without overeating them is ultimately how you make progress that is actually kept. You know, I think I said this last week on the podcast, but I think so many people forget about being able to enjoy the progress. Like I, I dove into this topic on a recent coaching call in nutrition, which is like, you know, it's one thing to just lose 50 pounds. It's another thing to lose the 50 pounds 
and then enjoy your life with the 50 pounds off your body. Whether it's, you know, you're able to get around better, you're fitting into smaller clothes, you feel more confident, you have better better labs, you have better doctor visits, you have more energy, whatever the byproduct is, you get to enjoy that for the rest of your life versus enjoying it for six months and then gaining it back and then having to lose it again and then gaining it back and then to having to lose it again. I think that small thing is something that so many people forget. And then three, carbs are literally needed by your brain. Your your body literally needs them, like period. And yes, there are different types of carbs. And yes, there are types of carbs that have different roles in your body, but they're all needed, whether it's to make your food more enjoyable, to help you sustain your lifestyle better, whether it's to help digestion or blood sugar they're all needed. And so shaming them is just so silly. Period. Like drop the mic. Your body needs carbs. You you like carbs. <laughs> that matters as well as your body needing them. That is what I have for you today. I hope this is helpful. I think this is like a little bit of a shorter episode, but you know, I like the shorter episodes every once in a while. Um, if it was helpful, I always ask that you share this with a friend who you really feel needs to hear it most. Maybe the girl who, you know, you said you were on your weight loss journey and then she was, you know, asking you, why, why are you eating toast? Why are you eating pasta? Maybe she needs to hear that. <laughs> or you just have a friend who's struggling on their weight loss and they need this reframe. Um, so I always ask that you share it with one friend who you feel needs to hear this message most. That way we can help more women just like you lose their weight for good. Enjoy some pasta for me today. And until then, I'll see you next week, boo.